Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Swung a bars to left field deep. Fam going back. Looking up. He will watch it fly. And a miraculous comeback by the A's. And the ninth is capped by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won the game. And the final is 5-4. to four. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. It was a playoff-like atmosphere at the Coliseum. Unfortunately, the A's came up short 3-2. to two. A final in 10 innings. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. A well-pitched, well-played game. Ken felt like a kind of like a playoff game, even though it's just July. It was a great ball game, Chris. And I was thinking about the fans and the great time the fans had here tonight. Uh, Chris, just letting loose and so many people unable to come to a ball game uh, since 2019, obviously. And, uh, you know, the hope would be that uh, many of these folks come back. We'd love to see the attendance uh, pick up here in the summertime with uh, the A's and the Rays and some of the great matchups. So um, I think the A's and the Red Sox, Chris, tonight put on a really good show. All right. Do you want me to get you out of here so you can beat the, uh, <laughs> beat the crowd? It's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's up to you, pal. But, no, uh, hey, hey. Uh, get out of here. I've been booted from my own booth. You've been no, booted. No, I'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Yeah, I want, you, I want you. I don't want you to be in that traffic. All right, bud. Take talk care. to you tomorrow, buddy. The great Ken Korak. Yeah, that's the funny thing. It's it's like you got to get out of Dodge because if you don't, you get stuck in the traffic and it's miserable. So uh, we got to just get Ken out of here so he can beat the traffic and get home. It, you know, one thing that I noticed today, and it's just something that Frankie – has issues with and if you noticed in the third the fourth the fifth and the sixth the lead batter all got on so you put stress on yourself and that's why you're not going to go deep into games I mean you want to see him at least get through six but you know what ends up happening is you know next thing you know you got ducks all over the pond and it's just not any good so in the third inning, he would walk Vasquez, the leadoff of the inning, luckily get out of it, but then he'd get the leadoff walk in the fourth to Bogarts, and then Devers would do this. Swinging a soft fly ball in the left coming on his Kepi dives, he can't get it, it's by him. He made a gamble and it didn't pay off, and Bogarts is to third, they're going to wave him home, and he will score without a throw. one nothing Boston as Kepi. Probably bit off a little more than he could chew on that one, trying to make another 
circus catch and really wasn't close and the ball bounced over his glove and by the time Ramon Laureano was able to get to it Bogarts was home from first base endeavors at second base with an RBI double his 70th of the year uh, what should have just been a soft single to left field one nothing uh, Red Sox Vince Catronio nailed it if you're gonna leave your feet like that you better be sure you're getting it you have to you put Frankie in a bad I mean, Frankie put himself in a bad spot with the leadoff walk, and then Kemp didn't help him right there. And that's a run that, you know, I, it really should be second and first. Well, then now it's a run score and a runner on second. Frankie would get out of it, but that wasn't that, – that, that was not good. And then you follow that up, giving up a base hit to lead off the fifth, and then Ver, uh, Verdugo would beat the shift. Here's the pitch to Verdugo. It's a 2-1. It's on the way. Hit down the left field line. A base hit in the corner. And that'll score the runner from third, Santana. Wide turn at first by Verdugo. He just shot that the other way and almost right over the bag at third. No chance for Chapman. And the Red Sox take a 2-0 lead. Yeah, because Chapman's playing over. If Chapman's playing regular, we saw the shift beat quite, quite a bit tonight. If Chapman is playing... In his regular position, he would have been able to get that. By the way, Robert, can we play the double play in the fifth? I forgot. I want to play this because this double play, this shows you why Matt Olson is so special. Here's the pitch by Frankie out of the stretch at the belt. Kike Hernandez hits a ground ball to first near the back. Olsen wheels, throws to second for the force, back to first for a double play. Incredible. I didn't think there was any chance they could turn two there. A chopper to first, Olsen wheeling around in a no-look throw and just assuming that Elvis would get there and get to the bag. And Elvis, in stride, took the throw with the runner coming right in on him. Chavis, who didn't slide, by the way. And then Olsen got back to the bag to receive the throw from Elvis. And that is a dazzling 3-6-3 double play. So the A's are, ta- are down two zip. They don't score in the first. They don't score in the second. They don't score in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Finally, they would get on the board in the seventh inning. Here comes the 3-1. Swung on high, fly ball to right. Renfro back. He's on the track. He's at the wall, and it's on the ledge and gone. Jed Lowry gets the A's off the deck. His eighth home run of the year. The crowd is alive, and the A's are down 2-1. to one. Jet Lowry has found the home run bat here in the last 10 days. That's great, but what is that again? Another solo home run. I'll explain the danger in that coming up in just a bit. So they bring in Barnes, their closer, and Elvis leaves the building. And now here's the 2-1 delivery. And he throws to Elvis. It's swung on a drive to deep center field. Going back, Hernandez at the track, right to the wall. Gone! Elvis Andrews with his first home run as an athletic. He ties the game in the bottom of the ninth. A's two, Red Sox two. How do you like that? Over 270 at-bats between home runs for Elvis Andrews. 
The fireworks come early tonight. And then just seeing his smile, it's so infectious. I mean, he was so happy. His first home run ties it up. But unfortunately, we would head to the tent. That means the runner starts on second. And the AL reliever of the month of June, his first pitch, this happens. The set the pitch. Swinging a soft broken bat. Flair over Lowry. It's a base hit. Chavis the third. They're going to wave him home. Brown late getting to the baseball. Fires home. Not in time. A headlong slide. And on one pitch, Chavis is home. And the Red Sox regain the lead 3-2. to two. Yeah, a broken bat base hit. That is always tough to swallow. And knowing that the Houston Astros have already won their game. But the A's... They're in this thing because they start a runner on second. That'd be Seth Brown. Jed Lowry would be get the base hit to left, and that would beat the shift. And now you got first and third. Sky Bolt would pitch run. Sean Murphy steps up, and Kike Hernandez. He can't play this pop fly any better than he did. A long look in, one-two pitch. Swung off, popped up in a shallow center. A late break for Hernandez. He's coming. He'll make the catch. Here comes Brown. Here comes the throw. On a hop, the tag by Vasquez. He's out at the plate. Hernandez, full-on dive as he let go of the baseball from center field and a perfect strike to Vasquez. They get Seth Brown. It's a double play, and the A's are kept off the board. I got to tell you, if you're an outfielder, if you're a young kid and you're watching that play and you tape the game, go back and rewind it. That's how you do it. You get behind the baseball. You come forward with your momentum as you catch the baseball. And then you get your entire body into that throw and you do a perfect one hop to the catcher so he can catch it, semi-block the plate, and tag Seth Brown, who was coming on the inside with the headfirst slide. But that was textbook, getting behind the baseball, coming through the baseball with your momentum, and then getting it right out of your glove and throw a one-hopper to the catcher. Hernandez, that was – you needed a perfect play to get Seth Brown at home, and they got it. And Katze wanted to test the arm. Let's see it. And it's probably going to be one of the best throws he makes all year long. You got to tip your cap on that one. He played it at so many guys get behind the baseball. They don't get their momentum going throw forward. They try to rely too much on their arm, but that's the way you play it. And then Schwindel would fly out to left to end the game. Final in this one, three to two on fireworks night, opening day 2.0 for the Oakland Athletics. Your phone calls coming up next. 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't. Because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official health care partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. 
Driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university, we are a community. Find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Let's pause for station identification right here on A's Cast. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. All righty, let's get out to the phones. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. Gene, lead us off tonight. Hey, Tony. Sitting right underneath you. I hope you can hear me with all the noise in the background. Anyways, I'm here with my wife, Jan, in 216. Well, how are you? I'm assuming the fireworks haven't started yet. Uh, No, they haven't. Uh, But uh, I can't wait because I'm really bummed right now. I think I need a therapist. This one hurt. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's um, yeah. I mean, it it was a terrific ball game. It was you know, oh, pitch, yeah. pitching yeah, for the was. most part was pretty good. Even though I had yep. the criticism of of Frankie, but uh, yeah. you know, it was a good game. Well, Frankie, yeah, I I think Frankie. I, I didn't like Frankie's pitching performance at all. I mean, I. Uh, I think he was lucky to just only give up two runs, really. He's just all over the place. I mean, that's his problem. That's been his problem all along is just control. If, you know, if, if, he's hitting his, if he's hitting his spots with that off-speed stuff, he's sharp. Like he, did, he, he was occasionally tonight, but not consistently, and he's just getting into, getting into trouble constantly. So, um, I don't know. I'm starting to lose confidence in Frankie at this point. Well, I hear you, but if you only give up two runs, no matter how it looked, yeah. it's still yeah. just two runs, right? I mean, and yeah. Yeah. The, the the big problem is that's now 70 solo home runs on the year for the A's. They hit so many solo home runs. It's it's yeah. how they score, and that's just, uh, you know, I wish they'd hit when they got runners on, but they just, yeah. they, they just love the solo home run. Yeah. But uh, uh, Trevino, I thought Trevino looked as good as as he ever has. Frankly, uh, that was just a bad break, that broken bat hit. But after that, he just shut everybody down the way you know, with the way you want to see him uh, in the ninth inning. So wait, 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 anyways. wait. You, you you mean you you mean the AL reliever of the month, and you're now the yeah, leader, right. and you're now the leader of the fan club. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I am right. Or as you said, maybe I should be his agent at this point. <laughs> Yeah, no, no I, I mean, I, 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 he's he's grown, you know. I th- I've seen him getting better and better. He's, he's you know, he, I think he's just settling into the job. He he seems to be more comfortable. Um, I don't know. He just seems to be improving. So yeah, he, I, I'm I'm confident in him at this at this point. I wasn't I wasn't a few weeks ago, but but he's looking like he he could probably handle the job through the rest of the season. Are they loading the people on the field as we speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all going. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's coming out on the field. We're uh, sitting here waiting for uh, for the fireworks. By the way, it seems to me almost every fireworks game I've gone to, they've lost 
I'd like to know what their record is in fireworks games. I wonder if that's, that's something that one of your guys can uh, check on. Yeah, that's definitely something I'm not going to research. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it just seems, you know, it's uh, – Anyways, you know, it, it'd be nice to have a, a win and then and then watch the fireworks to kind of celebrate it. But, anyways, it is what it is. No, I I, I hear you. You know, I th- that's actually interesting. I, I don't know who would have that. Commander uh, Cody go re- uh, when he gets off vacation. <laughs> not going to research that. Thank you, Gene. Enjoy the fireworks. Excited <laughs> to get out of Dodge. Like, eh. see the problem. It is out in there. I don't know why we have the loudest. It was something I originally wanted when John Gruden wanted it just to be soft. And I got to tell you, when they crank up, go up and they're exploding, glass in my booth, sure anything. This is not possible. Years and years ago where I tried, it was just mid. And I stay for tonight's show, and then I realize, that- let's go to Greg in San Luis Obispo. Greetings. Tony, what's cracking, brother? Happy Friday night. Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't end well. No, it did not. I got to tip my cap to uh, Hernandez. He made a fantastic play. The good news is for uh, you and all the uh, wonderful uh, Oakland, Alameda County Coliseum fans, and uh, I'll be gracing uh, your presence tomorrow with the game. Me and my pops are heading up at probably about 11 o'clock, stop at Gilroy, hit the Nike outlet, and then we're, bam, right to the parking lot, brother. Can't wait for tomorrow's game. Yeah, I'd love to meet you. Where you, Where are you sitting? You know, I, I think we're in the section that Gene was just talking about. I think we're in two sixteen, so we're not we're not far from uh, from your neck of the woods. So, yeah, my neck of the woods has been locked up in the press box for for most of the year. <laughs> well, aren't you? Aren't, aren't was tonight your first night back? T- today was our first day back on the field where we do A's Cast Live. Normally, we had not been on the field broadcasting since the last game of the 2019 season we were not able to be on the field for the wild card game even though we're the flagship of the station espn owns the rights so we actually well, had to do our ace cast live and the pregame show from championship plaza in between the arena and the stadium like even rob manfred the commissioner had to come out to Championship Plaza. It's just ESPN owns the rights, and there's nothing you can do. Oh, made me want to throw up even more. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to try to get it for – hopefully they're taking BP tomorrow. That's, that's always been a big deal for me and my dad going back to the Bash Brother days. And, you know, side note, I don't care what anybody says, Jose Canseco hit the ball farther than anybody on planet Earth in his heyday, farther than McGuire – farther than all of them. The only guy I've ever seen compete with Jose and BP is Juan Gonzalez. That guy could crush a ball in BP also, but we're hoping tomorrow to catch some BP and uh, I'll be looking for you, brother. I believe Jose's birthday is today. It sure was. It sure was. Yeah, Jose a was. A lot of great softball. A lot of great softball YouTube clips of Jose out there these days. He's uh, he's quite a beast on the softball field. When I was in high school, he was one of my favorite players. And then when that documentary came out and I got to host it with him, and I was I was I was on the stage with Jose and the director, the creator. The whole, there was a whole group, and there was a whole movie theater full of people and asking Jose questions. I got to know Jose a little bit. I mean, he's one of those guys that you know. I don't, I don't get kind of like starstruck, but I was like, this was one of my favorite players growing up. I know he's crazy. I get it, but I love Jose Canseco. 
Oh, no doubt. I, I saw him in Vegas one time, and he was he was like a professional wrestler. I mean, just the aura that he had. He's a big monster of a man. I mean, he's just even today he's still he's still in great shape. And um, I tell you, those Bash Brother days. You know, I, I was lucky enough to see Ricky Henderson's third game in an Oakland uniform as a, as a when he got called up. So it's uh, it's always a good time when me and my pops get to Father's Day. You know, kind of a, a, a lingering Father's Day for us to get up and watch the uh, A's kick the kick the socks butt. Hopefully tomorrow. So. I'll be looking for you. Um, you know, what, a couple things before I let you go, Townie. You know, I, I think Frankie maybe got a little bit of a bad rap t- tonight by uh, you know, at least Gene, who just called in. And, you know, I think some of your points are valid. But, you know, that's a good lineup over there. And, and, and if we're not going to hit, I don't care who's on the mound. You know, if you, you look at what he gave up, a couple of little slapping, you know, punch and Judy hits and a play that Kemp, you know, I'm just not, not afraid to say it, Kemp blew that play. I mean, he, totally. he's got to come up short and play that off the hop. Well, you know, I think Frankie pitched pretty well tonight, considering you know the Red Sox are one eight in a row. I mean, that, that team's got a got a good lineup. They got they got some, you know, some good hitters in that lineup. And um, you know, you go back to, to to Frankie's last start, and you know, the, the it's always the pitch count with Frankie. That's always the issue. But even going back to his last start, you know, I, he, I thought he pitched pretty you know pretty decent too. These last two starts, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. He, he can't be perfect, but you know, I, I think Frankie did a decent job tonight. And it, you know, if we could scratch some runs together. You know, we might be singing a different tune right now. Yeah, you you just know though, a, a, as a pitcher, the lead guy can't keep getting on. That's just that, yeah, that's a right. that's a recipe for disaster. You're always right. in, now you're in the stretch. You know, four straight innings at some point, and as you said, you know, Boston Red Sox, they're a damn good team, and if you keep putting the lead runner on, they're gonna bite you. I mean, they've now got 52 wins. They've got the most wins in Major League Baseball. I just think they didn't hit Frankie that hard tonight. I think I think Frankie, you know, he was he sharp. No, I'm not going to go that far. I mean, was he was was he completely sharp? No, but I, but I still think when you when you, when you you know you look at the stat sheet, you look at the stat line, it, it could be a different story if the A's score four or five runs. We might not be you know a little bit harsh on uh, on Frankie, but well, you know, well hey, and, and, and you made the point, and I made the point. Listen, if Tony Kemp keeps that in front of him. And now it's runners just on second and first. You know, maybe he just gives up one run, and we're singing a different tune. And Frankie needs those kind of plays. I mean, you've touched on it a bunch, Tony. The pitch count is always high. He's always in a three-two count. Like those plays like that, where you you, you, you come up, you make the play, boom. You're, you're, you're the, the 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 game totally turned on that play. When you're looking at ah man, you know now now Frankie's going to start having those thirty pitch innings, and you know the, if, if you just nip it right there. You know, maybe Frankie goes six. I mean, that, that that play right there, you know, it's hard to be mad at Tony Kemp. I mean, he's played everywhere this year. I don't think he's got a lot of experience in left field, but but I think he's played a pretty good outfield, you know, you know this year for the most part and what he's done well, for the club. About that, is, how about that catch he made in the second batter of the game in foul territory? Right. Jesus. You can't be mad at Tony Kemp, man. He's just – he's been such a savior for this team. But, but you know, you gotta, you got to call it what it is. He completely misplayed that ball, you know, and, and that's just, you know, in a close game like that, you know, unfortunately, I hate to bring it up, Townie, but, you know, we almost got to win tomorrow because if, if we don't win tomorrow, then we lose another series to another quality team. There, you know, there's good teams, there's bad teams. The A's don't have a record against good above 500 teams. So you go into tomorrow and you, you, you don't want to say must win because we're in, you know, the first of June, second of June, obviously, but you don't want to keep losing series to these really good teams, whether it be the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees, and, um, you know, again, I, I'm confident. I think is James Cap going tomorrow? 
who is going tomorrow? Tomorrow is going to be Cole Irvin, and then Cap will go Cole on Irvin. Sunday. Okay. You know, it's it's a, it's a lot of pressure on Cole. He looked pretty good his last start. So, you know, again, we're not it's, – it's June. We can't be saying must win. But at some point, no, the A's no. got to start proving that they can beat these good teams. That, that's just a fact. They got to – they got to start proving that it's not early anymore, so we can't sing that song. We got to start proving that we can only, not only beat these good teams, we can beat them in series. We can take two or three. We can take three or four. So, you know, I'm bringing the luck tomorrow. Slow County, we're representing. I'm bringing the luck, and uh, I'm going to get a W. And I'm looking for you, Townsend. I'm I'm looking for you. All right, my man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, brother. Have a good night. The number is eight three three six two five two two seven eight. I'm assuming at this point, boom, 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 the fireworks show. Hey, the A's, they put on one hell of a fireworks show. 105 home runs, 70 or solos. They're not the only team, but that's a lot of solos. Unfortunately, that's how they score their runs. But it was a tough one tonight. It was uh, definitely a battle. Boston's good. It's a shocking that they're they're the shocking team of the American League. Your phone calls next right here on the Ace Clubhouse show. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. A's fans, join us for the biggest music festival in the fall. It's the inaugural Battle Axe and Tracks Music Festival, held October 2nd and 3rd in Carson City, Nevada. Grammy Award nominees Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Larkin Poe, Samantha Fish, and North Mississippi All-Stars are just four of the 15 acts. Festival activities also include axe throwing and Freedom Rail Bike Tours. Tickets on sale now with VIP two-day and single-day tickets available. Check out the full schedule at BattleAxeandTracks.com. That's BattleAxeandTracks.com. DQ presents How to Do Magic with the new Nestle Toll House Chocolate Chip Cookie Blizzard. First, grab a Nestle Toll House Chocolate Chip Cookie Blizzard from DQ. With soft-baked Nestle Toll House cookie pieces and world-famous DQ soft serve, this matchup is the stuff of cookie dreams. Then grab your red spoon, wave it over your blizzard, and dig in. That's a magical combination of two classic treats. The new Nestle Toll House Chocolate Chip Cookie Blizzard. Best enjoyed with someone special for even more magic. DQ. Happy tastes good. A's fans, New Era Cap is proud to be the official cap of your Oakland Athletics. Next time you visit the Coliseum, be sure to drop by the New Era Cap stand to pick up your A's New Era Authentic Collection Cap. Remember, you can always visit us at neweracap.com to shop our latest selection, including our limited edition and exclusive drops. New Era Cap, the official on-field cap of Major League Baseball. This is A's Clubhouse. And we get out to the phones at 833-625-2278. Chris in West Oakland. I bet you're cheery tonight. Yeah, hey, actually, it's Chris in Santa Clara. Um, but, uh, yeah, of course, it was a you know good good game tonight. I think we gave a good shot at it. I just quickly wanted to mention about some uh, attendance issues comparing what we had this week in Oakland compared to what they got at Salen Field in Buffalo with the freaking Blue Jays 
on their permanent road trip where they embarrassed the entire city of Oakland by outdrawing the athletics at Salen Field in Buffalo against the Mariners. I have a rule here. I don't talk about attendance because the people who go to games listen to this show, and the people who don't go to games, they don't listen to this show. So there's no point of talking about attendance because the people that aren't going, they're not listening to us anyway. We have to because, you know, it's it's those of us who do go to games and we can, but we live a little farther away. You know, we want the A's to stay. But realistically, you know, Oakland is a, it's never going to work. We have to let go of the concept of the Oakland A's. But if we want to keep them in the Bay Area, then A's fans need to start, you know, being, you know, talking about the South Bay. You've got to figure out a way to, to let the Giants approve for the A's to move down to the South Bay. Great site in Santa Clara. It could be built there. There's other places, too. But guaranteed otherwise, it's going to be only listening on the radio because they are going to have to leave. 4,000 fans and getting outdrawn by the AAA park in Buffalo? Come on. Oakland is, you know, it's a joke. It's no longer an Oakland baseball field. It's just not. They I hear care. you. I, I, I hear you. Right. I mean, so, I mean so we... I, you know, I think a great team, outstanding team. We're going to do great. Going to make the playoffs. Good, solid team. Good shot at moving on. Good game tonight. But I'm just saying, hey, A's fans listening out there right now, you got to call in and say, hey, we need to work this out. A's, look at the South Bay. We want to keep you here in the area. You can't realistically expect the folks who are funding the A's to, to I mean, how do you get 4,500 fans in the middle of a week when it's the first time you open up and nobody from the friggin' city of Oakland actually even bothers to go to the game when it's open? Come on. So, hey, I just wanted to put it out there, put a little push. I know you're doing the best you can. you got to watch this thing about attendance. But if we want to keep the A's here, you know, just had that great caller in from San Luis Obispo. He's going to drive up tomorrow. He'd be just as happy, if not happier, if there was a nice new ballpark in the South Bay. He'd probably come up twice as many games uh, in that season once that park is open. So, hey, I'm out. I just wanted to let you know that. And uh, yeah, Thank you for the phone call. Uh, unfortunately, I think the, the ship has sailed on the South Bay. Unfortunately. You know... Attendance has been a problem for a long time. It is what it is. And there is always going to be more season ticket holders that live out of Oakland proper than than live in. I just know it from the Warriors, I know it from the Raiders, and I know it from the A's. Nothing I can do. You either want to, you either want your team and you want to show up, or you don't. But the people that listen to this show go to games, so I don't harp on it. I only care about the people that go to games, whether it's ten thousand or fifteen thousand or whatever it is. That that's who, who that's who I do the show for. You know, we've gotten unbelievable numbers for our you know for what we've been doing in Ace Cast. For God's sakes. We started Ace Cast in 2019. We have over 3 million downloads. So there's people interested, and that's what I care about. 
Let's go to William leaving the game. William, why are you not there for fireworks? Oh, he dropped? All right. Chris, now, now, is, now, is this the real Chris in West Oakland? Hello? You got me, Tony? I got there you. We go. All right. Yeah, this is the real Chris in West Oakland. Listen, I want you to say one real quick about attendance to rebut the last call. Come on. Do we have to talk attendance? One thing, just one thing and one thing only, Tony. 2019, the A's averaged 20,000 fans a game. From 2000 to 2004, we averaged between 2.3 and 2.8 million. Build a good ballpark. Like you said, 3 million people. The fan base has been beaten down. A lot of people are just tired of it, but I, there's still too many people in the Bay Area. Even splitting the area with the Giants, the A's have more people to draw from from here out to Sacramento and up to the North Bay than if they go to Vegas, Nashville, wherever. That's all I have to say about that. Happy birthday, Jose Canseco. I'm glad you mentioned him, Townie. Guy was always one of my favorites, and I think sometimes what gets lost in all the Jose show People forget just what a dominant force. The first six or seven years, this guy was as dominant a force on offense as, you know, it, it had been seen in baseball in years. 40-40, first guy to hit 30 homers and drive in 100 runs his first three seasons in the majors. I just don't think people give enough credit to how great a player he was. So, that being said, let's talk to what we were about tonight, Tony. I think the, pre, the guy from San Luis Obispo had a great phone call about – Everything we saw to the A's tonight is kind of a microcosm why I don't think this team can go very far if they do get in the playoffs. Nothing but solo home runs. Um, You know, Frankie Montas. Yeah, I am going to get on Frankie Montas because I'm sick of this guy being at 100 pitches in the fifth or sixth inning every single game. Quit going from 0-2 to 3-2. You got a 98-mile-an-hour fastball and a 96-mile-an-hour sinker. Quit bouncing breaking balls in the dirt and running your pitch count up. But one other thing I want to talk about, Townie, we haven't talked much this year. I don't know if it's a Mark Kotze thing. Some of the putrid base running by this team, I'm not giving Seth Brown a break. That ball was 10 feet away from the third baseman. For him to not score on that play, I'm even going to cut him a break. You had to kind of give it a shot with the one out. But I've seen so many players thrown out on the bases, especially at third and home this year. Have you noticed the same thing, Tony? Because for a team that doesn't score a lot of runs unless they home run, it seems to me like quality base running should be at a premium, and they're just really careless sometimes. That being said, you're right. I'm not really happy, but my expectations have kind of been tempered, brother. I I just don't see any difference in this team this year than I have in the past. So, as I said last week when I got pissed off and left you, I'm going to do what I always do, Tony. I'll be watching tomorrow. But Hey, 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 before you you leave, before you leave, can I spit a little knowledge? You may. Because I've had people bring up this 2019 attendance thing with me. Yeah. Uh, Let's not forget. Two of those games are the sellouts at the Tokyo Dome that the A's got credit for and the uh, free game that had over 50,000 people. So when you're, okay, me, when you're bringing me those averages, you got three games that really drove up that average. Okay, what, what did it drive up the overall average, an extra 1,000 or two a game? Come on, now, man. Monday, Tuesday. I, I sit here every night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You're staring at ten to 11,000. Oh, I agree, but to me, that's one of the big, that's the low-hanging fruit, Tony. It's been that way even in their hate. Well, not so much during the, eight, you know, the late 80s and even in the 2000s. 
But it, that's just the way it is. You're going to get 35000 on a weekend game. But the A's have always, there's that, there's that game against Seattle on Tuesday night with 4000 But what I'm tired of hearing is when I hear people say the A's average 4,000 fans a game. That's just not true. And, but I do firmly believe what we lost, we always outdrew the Giants when the Giants were at Candlestick. But what the A's lost, Townie, was the casual fan just looking to go to a ball game. Well, guess what? The Coliseum was better than Candlestick. Well, now the Coliseum is not as good as Oracle Park. Let's find a way to get this ballpark done somewhere in Oakland, and I'm convinced two and a half million to three million fans a, a year will roll through with a quality product because there's that many people that live in this area. And like you said, Tony, three million downloads. The interest is still here, but I do think I know a lot of friends personally. They've just been beaten down. This this ownership group doesn't even do like Schott and Hoffman. They at least used to sign the Tejadas, the Hudson, Zitos, and Mulder. They'd sign them through their arbitration years and keep them to year five or six. Now they're, I'm surprised Chapman and Olsen are here this long. They don't even sign the guys through their arbitration years anymore. And I know a lot of the fans, they're just frankly beaten down. But anyway, thanks for letting me rant, my brother, as always. My crown royal's waiting, and I will talk to you soon. Oh, I'll have some more information real soon about uh, that party I was telling you about for Chef Boy Michael's uh, birthday. Thank you, my brother. Talk to you soon. Love it. Yeah. Attendance gets old. But, I mean, how many fan bases can say they're beat down? <laughs> I mean, seriously. You don't think you're beat down if you're a Diamondback fan right now? And your team just lost what? How many historic uh, road losses in a row? Uh, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, please don't bring up 2019. There's some skewed stuff in there. Two sellouts at the Tokyo Dome, the free game, bobblehead nights, firework nights. It all skews the actual what's going on. And when anybody brings up the late 80s, which is awesome, but you got to realize, you know, I'm a kid of the 80s. Remember that? I'm a kid of the 80s, which means that was a long time ago. So if you look at the average age of a season ticket holder from back then, what they would be now, I, I hope they're still alive. Fan, ba- fan bases change. Fan bases age. People end up passing. So whenever I hear, oh, man, with the Haas family, that's a whole different set of people. Those people are what, in their 80s? Oh, the free game was in 2018, Dave Feldman? Are you, really? I thought that was 2009. Okay, take the free game out. That's our A's historian, 2018. It doesn't matter. You take out bobblehead nights and you take out firework nights, it is what it is. Trust me, I sit up there in my perch. I look down. I see. I know what I see. But I hate talking attendance. There's no point because you who listen to this show – You go to games. So nobody wants to hear it. I had to back in the day on KMBR when they were still at Candlestick had to do this kind of stuff. The running joke was, what are you going to get on a Monday night when Montreal's in town at this new ballpark? Well, what happened? They sold out. They sold out. I mean, all you need to do is look 13 miles away of what Oracle Park, Pac Bell Park, SBC Global, AT&T, Oracle, 
Who knows what will be called in a couple of years when these conglomerates gobble each other up. But the Giants have proven it works, and it can totally redo a part of a city. There's no question about it. All right, let's go to Ian and Irvine. Ian, you are on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, Chris, thanks for taking the call. Um, I just wanted to point out one observation that I had um, about the manager's tactics in the 10th inning. Um, And what I saw was you see in the bottom of the ninth, the final out is made by the pinch hitter, Moreland. Uh, And then Melvin brings in Seth Brown to play the outfield in his spot, which means that Brown is the runner on second in the 10th. I'm thinking, why doesn't he bring in Sky Bolt? Uh, to play the outfield in that spot in the lineup. Then when you flip to the tenth, you got Sky Bolt standing on second base, and that just changes the whole complexion of the inning with his speed that he brings to the table. You know, if it's him on third, who knows? I don't think Kase really probably should have should have sent him. It's easy to say that in retrospect, but I think if it's Bolt standing on third, that's a whole different calculation. So, uh, yeah, I just have that little small tidbit observation. I don't know what if you had any thoughts about why Brown was chosen there to be the runner on second instead of Bolt. That's a good observation. I'll give that to you. Um, I don't know why. I mean, obviously, we'll have a chance to talk to Bob Melvin tomorrow. But, you know, at some point, you're wondering, okay, if you're not going to use – I mean, he got to pinch run in that inning for Jed Lowry. I mean, obviously, he's not hitting. So, I mean, his value is his speed right now. But you got to give Hernandez some credit. I mean, that was that was textbook what you do as a center fielder or any outfielder. You get behind the ball. You get your more your momentum going forward as you catch the ball, and as you release, you put your entire body into it, and you throw a one-hot strike. A perfect throw had to get him. You, you're basically challenging their defense, and you're making him have to make a perfect throw. But this is the big leagues, and he did it. If that throw is a little off to the right, if it's a little off to the left, the A's score, and it's tie ball game. I, I I like being aggressive, and I like making them be perfect. And if they do, you tip your cap. But if you're a young outfielder, I said it to start this show out, if you're a young outfielder, go back and watch that. That's textbook. That's how you play a fly ball. You know, too many times we watch these guys who don't – they don't get their momentum going forward. They rely too much on their arm. Uh, Ramon Hernandez, is, uh, Ramon Laureano is fabulous at this. You get behind that ball, you get your weight, you get your momentum coming forward, and you let it fly. Because he doesn't have the greatest arm, but technique-wise, especially the way he got his entire body into it, uh, I was pretty impressed. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. We roll on with your phone calls right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. Ring Central is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's Ring Central time. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Communicate, collaborate, connect. Remember your kid's first bike ride? You were filled with pride and terror. 
Now she's 16 on her first solo drive, but this time in a Honda Civic, packed with Honda Sensing safety features and Apple CarPlay so she can check in. Just like we agreed, right young lady? Right now, get a great deal on a new Civic at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Honey, what are you doing? Oh, you know, learning how to be a hibachi chef. Why? Well, it was so easy to get an auto loan from Navy Federal Credit Union, I needed something more challenging. Heads up. Do not throw that shrimp at me. With decisions in seconds and rates as low as 1.79% APR, Navy Federal makes it so easy to finance a car. Onion Volcano. You might want to try harder things. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Rates subject to change and are based on credit worthiness. Advertised rate available for new vehicles. Insured by NCUA. You're home after a long day preparing dinner when... Ew. What's that? It smells like rotten eggs. That might be a natural gas leak. It can't be. We don't have any natural gas appliances. Even if you don't use natural gas, that rotten egg odor could be a sign of a leak in your neighborhood. Because gas lines can be buried anywhere. Shut up. No, speak up. If you ever suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas. Thanks, deep voice narrator. You're very welcome. Swings and drives one. Dead center. Back is Kane to the track. At the wall. Jumps. It is gone. Matt Olson turns around Josh Hader and walks off the Brewers in game one of a three-game series. You're listening to A's Cast. And now the 0-1 pitch on the way. is swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Kispremski will turn and watch, and the A's have tied it up on a ninth-inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotti. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Let's go to EJ in Oakland. EJ, you're on the A's Clubhouse Johnny, Show. Johnny, brother, thanks for taking my call, man. Um, I've got a couple of things to say. Uh, first of all, uh, Quickly about the attendance. No uh, attendance. Uh, I don't want to talk attendance anymore. Uh, you know, our caller in San Luis Obispo, you know, bashing on us for not going to the game. Some of us have to earn a living on a Thursday at noon uh, instead of <laughs> uh, instead of calling in from San Luis Obispo. Uh, anyway, a couple things. Uh, I really appreciate your caller the, the other night. Um, bringing up the, the, the town hall meeting that I think is, is happening on the 7th um, uh, that, that is going to be involved in, in going to cover the stadium vote. Um, you know, I, I, that was, that was very helpful for me to hear. Um, you know, I, I, I live in Oakland now. I grew up in Oakland. Um, it makes me really sad. I, I went to, so I'm 35. I, I went to the games uh, my earliest memory is, is the earthquake, I, but I remember going to the 92, 93 games with my dad. I have a young daughter. She's five months old, and it makes me sad to think about not going to the games with her um, at the Coliseum. And so I want to do whatever I can um, to, to, to keep this team here. Um, you what know, are your neighbors uh, saying? That's what I wanted. I want to know. Uh, I We have so many fans that don't live in Oakland, so they don't vote for this city council. They don't vote for this mayor. What are your neighbors saying? County, they don't care about sports. Uh, they, you know, they, they tore up the street in front of my house uh, recently. Uh, you know, no one asked for this, and they, they just left. 
after tearing it up. So it's been torn up for, for a month. Uh, you know, we, we have, we pay the highest taxes in the country. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I get out of this. Uh, wait a minute, you guys. Part- wait, wait. Oakland pays a high. You can't be paying more than us in Santa Clara County, Silicon Valley. Alameda what I'm paying County? in San Jose, Alameda County, man. I, I, I might, I might, uh, I might have to bet on on Alameda County, man. They, they really shake me upside down. Oh, uh, I, I try. Do they hammer? But here's the thing. That's where I'm wondering. Knowing, and I'm not trying to bag on anybody. I'm not trying, but but where are your property taxes going? If people say you, you're 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 not going to fund the police like you normally do, you don't have a great school system, the roads aren't great. Like, where is your property taxes going, County? I don't know. Uh, and they they just cut the police funding in Oakland uh, by eighteen by million or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And someone gets murdered in Oakland every three days. So. It's going to it's going to bureaucrats. Um, it's going apparently one of our, our council members is very determined on getting a WNBA team uh, to come play where the Warriors used to play. Rebecca Kaplan. Um, yeah, yes, uh, which you know, and I, and I heard tonight that Bark was not going to run uh, past 10 p.m. past when the fireworks started. I don't know. Like yeah, I didn't have tickets it's tonight. That's what I heard, but I don't. I mean, I can't confirm. Nor did not. Oh, anyway, man. Um, I just I, I wanted to, you know, it's been beaten into the ground. The solo home run thing, man. Like this, this is what killed us against the Astros in the playoffs. How have we not figured this out? Like, I know it's like a league-wide thing that like everyone hits homers, but like, why are the only adjustments we made in the offseason, like, why are they only yielding us getting a solo from Jed? And it's all from from Elvis, both guys who are, I think, older than me, each of them. Like, how have we not fixed this? Like, it's so frustrating. Um, so, I, I don't know, man. That, that, that's kind of that's kind of all I got. I just like, wait a minute. How old are you? To, I'm, I'm 35, man. So, oh yeah, Jed's uh, older than you are, no question. I think Elvis is too. Uh, <laughs> I think Elvis is around 32, 33. I can look it up. All right, all right. but oh, but. Anyway, like it's it's frustrating that we didn't fix this, uh, and I, I just I, I I'm not in similar vein to some other callers. Like I don't know how far we can go with with the solar homer thing. Like we just need guys to get on base. So that's all yeah, I got. Yeah, I hear it. Hey, th- hey, thanks for the phone call. Elvis is thirty two. Yeah, we'll you. be thirty three on August twenty sixth. I have now asked this question and had this conversation with a couple national writers uh, with our GM, David Forrest. We talked about today on A's Cast Live. Reality is nobody has a complete team in the American League. So it's going to be real interesting to see who really improves themselves at the deadline. Folks, it's anybody's game. Remember, everybody's panicking about oh, the Astros are going to run away and hide. And then they got swept at home by the Orioles. The Minnesota Twins are going to win the, the Central. They're 15 and a half games back. I mean, we just don't know. I mean, the one team that's hot right now is the Boston Red Sox. They've won eight in a row. They're eight and ten in their, in their last ten. The Rays of what? Remember how hot the Rays were with their winning streak? They've now lost four in a row. 
The New York Yankees are in full-on panic mode. Everybody's talking about, yeah, they got some big dudes, but they're they're not athletic. Their pitching's not great, and they're like us. You hit home runs, you score. You don't hit home runs, you don't score. Yankees are similar to what we are. Let's go to Jim in Walnut Creek. Jim, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. You know, uh, tonight the A's managed to amass four hits in ten innings. Um, If you wonder why they hit so many solo runs, as one of your callers mentioned, it's because they don't get anybody on base, because they don't get any hits. I mean, they are in the toward the bottom of the entire American league in batting average, uh, somehow Ray Fossey and compatriots keep talking about the problem of a pitcher throwing a fastball down the middle and then a major league batter hits it. The pitching is not the problem. You have a, you have a top of the league pitching staff. They're only giving up two runs in nine innings to the Red Sox of all things. The problem with this team is they just don't score. And they don't score because they don't hit. They don't walk very much. Um, And we've known that they need somebody who can get some hits. And then Olsen and Chapman and company will have two and three run taters. But, you know, you've got a bottom of the league batting average. Well, I guess they're what, number 20 out of 30 maybe? It's uh, go, go, going into is. today, I want – I think they're 19th, I think. But okay. that was going into Fine. today. But I can tell you, uh, they were batting going into today 183, which is 21 runs scored in their last five games. But, I, I mean, I don't know if this – what is this archaic thing you talk about? What is batting average? Can you explain that to me? I'm joking, obviously. Yes, I can. Because <laughs> I bring I it up think, all the I time. I, I, I look at I the greatest could. players of all time. I, you can give me the greatest wars of all time. You give me the greatest players of all time. They didn't hit 230, all right? Uh, and actually, since Dave Feldman and I are texting each other, we had this conversation. You know, back in the day, if you're in June and July and you're hitting 215, you're not on the team. You would have been shipped out. And now it's everywhere. True, but among among the lousy batting averages, they're 20th out of 30. I mean, you know, I understand there's been a low batting average year, but the fact is, you know, when you rank them this year against all the teams, they're in the low, decidedly in the lower half. And this has been really obvious, I think, for a long time. The pitch, for the idea that the broadcasters are complaining about a pitcher throwing a middle-of-the-plate fastball is gets really tiresome. What he ought to talk about sometime is when one of the folks goes 0 for 5. And they never mention that. Or that they left two more men on base. Um, I think the pitching staff deserves a lot more praise and a lot less criticism and exactly the opposite for the hitters. Well, I can tell you on this show, I've been criticizing it. I get tired of watching it. I mean, this is just... It, it, at times, it's brutal, like not putting the ball in play. It's it's it, it is tough to watch, and there's a debate among people. And thank you for the phone call. You know, ban the shift or not ban the shift. I mean, if it's going to put more balls in play, 
and hitters can feel that, you know, they don't have to have launch angle on everything and they put the ball in play. I mean, we saw the shift beat multiple times tonight. It is possible. But in a game where they talk about you can go X amount of minutes without seeing anything put into play, I mean, what other sport is like that? What other sport? Can you imagine in basketball, no one, I mean, no one shot it for 16 minutes? Can you imagine the football doesn't get snapped for 16 minutes? I mean, that, I mean, we see the ball not put into play for a long period of time. And that's not good. What's exciting about baseball is watching guys run around the bases and watching defenders and, you know, watching double plays and triples and doubles and, you know, just walks, strikeouts, and home runs. At some point, if there's no home runs, you just have walks and strikeouts, there's no ball put in play. I mean, hockey, the the puck's going all over the place. Guys are slamming each other into the glass. There's some type of entertainment, even though there's not goals being scored. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that, in that. I, I would like to see the somehow figure out, you know, the shifting because so many times now we were taught hit the ball back up the middle. Problem is, there's a guy there now. Uh, let's go to ER in Lafayette. ER, you are on the A's Clubhouse show. Not to be ringing in on the same subjects, but I got to put this on the coaching staff. If it, it's what you demand on your players. And if you're going out, if you're just looking at your players saying swing swing as hard as you can, try to get the launch angle, try to hit a home run, it's got to be on the coaching staff. It's like you got to be looking at your players and saying, hey, you need to lay down the bunt. Hey, you need to hit. they got a shift going on you. You need to, like, you know, hit out of the shift. We need base runners. They're not doing that. And that comes down to, down to, to Bob Melvin. He's got to do a better job than just letting people go out there and trying to hit home runs. And Mark Kotze, what were you thinking? The guy had a great arm in, in center field. He's He catches the ball, what, 15 feet into the outfield? And you're going to send an average runner to try to score? I mean, come on, that, that was not a good idea. I want to see something better out of the coaching staff of telling the players, we need base runners. You need to bunt. You need to hit out of the shift. And, and to, to the Kotze thing, when I saw that, I was like, why are you sending this guy? This isn't Coco Chris uh, throwing from 15 feet away. This is a guy with a good arm. It was a no-brainer. I mean, sure, it was kind of close at home plate, but the coaching staff needs to step on, step up on I this. don't think people would say Kiki Hernandez has a great arm. He made a great throw, but I don't think you're going you're gonna to look he at He made a say, throw that would have been the same throw from third base to first base. It was not that far of a throw. It was, not, it was deeper than that. He was not that A close. little. Come on, Townie. Oh, he had to have a perfect throw to get him. If that's a little offline, I'm not trying to defend anybody. I'm just saying, if that's a little offline, he scores. Yeah, sure, but you're gambling on that. I, I, I just would have said, you know, that's not the way. I mean, even going into the, you know, the, the math that you do is that if, if you're the home team and we're in extra innings, you want to get the guy from second over to third. You bunt him over. You do something like that. We didn't do it. Luckily, Lowry actually had a good hit and was able to move runners. And, but he, beat the, and, he, and he beat guys, the shift, right? He beat the it, shift. Right. But then you've got yeah. two guys that are gold glove uh, players at first and third, Chapman and Olsen. And what do they do? Nothing. Chapman looked like he was, he, he was trying to hit a home run. He was, 
He was guessing on a pitch, swinging out of his boots, landing his, all his weights on his back feet. The catcher's looking at, at his setup and knowing exactly what he's trying to do. It was a no-brainer. We need It comes down to the coaching staff for the Oakland A's to say, hey, we got to approach this game a little bit differently. We want to be the elite. We don't want to be the guys that are, like, begging to get in there for a wild card thing. We have to be smarter about the game. Well, I hear you, and I take this phone call all the time. The style of baseball you're talking about, I don't know who's playing it. And it's just the game has changed. We want it to be like it was years ago, and these players don't play that style. Nobody bunts. Well, then the coaching staff has to demand it a little bit more. You know what? I, I hate to tell you, you don't get paid to bunt. <laughs> well, you get paid if you win win everything. So, no, nah, that's win, not true. Winning. You you get paid on your stats in this game. When when it comes contract time, uh, they're going to look at your numbers. And I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying when your agent it gets into conversation and they're talking about how you're going to get paid. Well, the guys that hit the ball out of the ballpark and don't bunt, they're the ones with the biggest paychecks. I have one last thing, uh, Tony. Since I've been going to these games for 25 years as a season ticket holder, it just seems like firework night. I would, I'd really like to see what is the win-loss on firework night when there's a ton of people showing up. You know they what? I'd like to see a win as well as just the fireworks. I'm going to put my producer on that because that's not something I'm going to do, but I'm going to put my producer on that. How far do you want me to go back? Uh, I want you to go back to Frank Thomas when they were playing against the Tigers. He almost hit it out, filled up park. Uh, that was great. But ever since then, it seems like 2006 a long time ago. Yeah, that, that, that's a big project, 2006. I think that's a little much. <laughs> that's a little much. Well, well, I want to see when it's loaded in the park, I want to see a win, which seems like it's been really hard to come by in the past 10 or, or so years. All right. I'm going to find, I don't know if we'll go back five years. Let's go back like five years and find out what their record is on firework nights. Do that for me, and I'm, I'm buying you the beer and the dogs next time I see you. Love it. Thank you. 2006, that's a little I, – I, I need my guy getting great guests. I don't need him researching all the way to 2006. And he's not listening right now because he's in Half Moon Bay. But, um, yeah, it does seem like big crowds, not a whole lot of wins. But I don't know. I mean, that, that I, could be, I could be wrong. But it just seems like that. I know how a lot of people feel. These guys don't bunt. This is not this is not in their game. I mean, if you want, go to Stockton, go to San Jose, watch low A, right? Used to be high A, now low A. Go to one of those games. No one's bunting, no one's hitting behind the runners. No, I mean that that's that's not how you get to the big no one's bunting their way to the big leagues. No one's bunting their way to a twenty million dollar contract. Just how it is. You're not getting to the all star game. Hitting behind the runner. And you'd be like, well, it's winning baseball. I don't know what to tell you. It's happening everywhere. This is the style of play. 
Like, you know, why does everybody in basketball shoot threes? Should everybody be shooting threes? Probably not. But everybody does. Why? Because that's what they do. Joe Montana was never in the shotgun. Now everybody's in the shotgun. And you're like, should everybody be in the shotgun? Can you run out of the shotgun? Can you be as as effective running out of the shotgun? I don't think so. But guess what? They do. Sports evolve. Whether you like it or not, whether you like the style or not, they evolve. And they change and they can revert back. But we're in a time where everything is about numbers and power and the small ball thing is not in vogue. The number is 833-625-2278. A's with the loss of the Red Sox in 10, 3-2. We continue taking your phone calls right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Hey, A's fans. Summer is finally here, and that means home improvement projects. Still thinking about replacing your old windows? Consider beautiful, energy-efficient windows from Milgard. Let our team of experts help you turn your house into your dream home. Explore the door and window showrooms at Ashby Lumber in Berkeley and Concord today. Use code word AceFan and receive a special discount on your beautiful, energy-efficient windows and patio doors by Milgard at Ashby Lumber. Learn more at ashbylumber.com or visit our stores in Berkeley and Concord. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. A's fans, New Era Cap is proud to be the official cap of your Oakland Athletics. Next time you visit the Coliseum, be sure to drop by the New Era Cap stand to pick up your A's New Era Authentic Collection Cap. Remember, you can always visit us at neweracap.com to shop our latest selection, including our limited edition and exclusive drops. New Era Cap the official on-field cap of Major League Baseball. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news! Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. How hard can it be to find a Python pro? Sam's startup had a front-end developer walk out the back door. He needs a new software engineer, Stat. What do you mean they just quit? We go live in 72 hours. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. 
Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're home after a long day preparing dinner when... Ew! What's that? It smells like rotten eggs. That might be a natural gas leak. It can't be. We don't have any natural gas appliances. Even if you don't use natural gas, that rotten egg odor could be a sign of a leak in your neighborhood. Because gas lines can be buried anywhere. Shut up. No, speak up. If you ever suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas. Thanks, Deep Voice Narrator. You're very welcome. Progressive wants your pets to be their best selves, so we cover them in our auto policy, and we created this self-empowerment series just for them. The smell of bacon fills the air as you chase a tennis ball across a grassy field. You notice a fire hydrant and approach to mark your territory. Your aim is impeccable. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. A's fans, there is no better way to stay in touch with the A's and even our players than following us on social media. Just head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social for a full list of our social coverage. From player accounts to Twitter handles and more. Now is the time to stay in touch. Head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social today. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Let's pause for station identification right here on A's Cast. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. All righty, we're just going to go in order. Let's go to Rob in San Jose. You're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Tony, uh, Faye Vincent is rolling over in his grave. I mean, this man at second, the 10th inning is stupid, okay? It might as well be the man at first because you're already just creating a right angle out of a diamond. And you've already – take the force out even at second. And if you – I don't know if the ball's in play. I don't know what to do, but the man at second is totally cheating this game to nothing. You have to have Liam Hendricks on steroids to to, to regularly throw out there every – Every tenth inning, because you're whether you're a finesse closer, it's not going to work unless you just overpower. You have to be a great starter. You have to be a lights out guy. Where's Mariano Rivera? Bring him back. You know, give him some medicine. I don't know what and hire him because this game has been ruined. It's personal convenience ball is the highest virtue above anything else now. It's for, it's very convenient that the sportscasters and everybody and the kids aren't interested. they got no attention span. you got to be kidding me. These are excuses. They've ruined the game. Absolutely ruined the game. I mean, it's ridiculous. Faye Benson would not have done this. But Boob, Selick, Boob, Manfred, they are like, they begat each other. This is lame. Okay, they're both boobs. I mean, this they've lost, the game's lost integrity. 
I don't know what sportsmanship in these. All I see is personal convenience. It's ultimate virtue. It's ridiculous. Uh, you're talking to the wrong guy. I love it. Yeah, I know you love it. Yeah, but you know, put the guy at first instead of second. Can we meet it halfway? Fix something about the force, whether it's still a force or not. But putting him right in the middle in scoring position, it's ridiculous. Why don't we start it at the 10th and put the guy at first, and maybe by the 11th they progress the guy to second? It's too quick. It's ridiculous. Once again, I love it. Now, I would give you this. I know you love it. I would give you this. If you want to go like a 10th inning, 11 inning, but then at some point I'm putting the guy on second. I'm not sitting here. I'm not sitting here for five hours and watching zeros and being hit five and a half, six hour games that no one's watching, no one's listening, everyone's gone to sleep. Those games are worthless. It ruins your pitching for the next week. I'm not into that anymore. I'm over that. We got to meet a happy medium, happy medium. But it ain't. It's I'm, willing, I'm, willing, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. How about eleven? The magical is seven eleven. Let's go to heaven. This is the tens is bad. But then, tens but lame. then, but then, we're never going back to then the seven o'clock starts. If you want to meet halfway, I, I the, the the days of me leaving the Coliseum at one in the morning and being on the road that late. I don't want to be on the road that late anymore. I'm at an age I don't want to do that. I don't want to be with the pe- people about drinking. I don't want to. I don't want to be driving home at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning because you're a traditionalist and you think we shouldn't have this rule. Tough. I don't care. Well, well, the the game's got to end. No one wants a five-hour game. Nobody. But the, your cap is too short, though. You got to stretch out a little bit longer than this. This is ridiculous. Taking the sports out of the game. Otherwise, you got to have a lights out guy for the tenth inning. You got to have a killer dude because you know obviously we're not table setting anymore, and we're not we don't have any cleanup guys anymore to knock a guy in. So what are you going to do? It's like the best pitcher wins. Bring him in in the ninth or the tenth or the eleventh, but it's got to go a little bit longer than ten. Ten's too short. What is the next inning? It's only extra inning now. Not even extra innings. It's stupid, and it's not even progressive. Start him out at first, okay? By the tenth, bring him, put him out. Are you saying tonight's game of three hours and four minutes is not long enough for you? Eh, Come on, you gotta bend a little bit, Tony. Come on, you got these absolute things. This is this is that. You gotta be a little flexible. It's a pitcher's. We had a pitcher's duel tonight that was three to two, and still went three hours and four minutes. You better start scoring early in the game. Just finish it up before the ninth because this 10 thing is We too had quick. a pitcher's duel that went three. In the olden days, which is not that long ago, if you had a three to two game, it would have been like two hours and 15 minutes. But in your modern day baseball, a three to two game goes three hours. Not creative enough. All I can say is I take an extra inning, start him at first, tenth, and meet me halfway because you guys are all going to go home. It's just taking the sport out of the game. You've got to have how many lights out guys per team who can even be competitive once things get to the to the playoff scenario where you get good teams matching up with each other and and not having enough scoring. Oh, Elvis got in there at the very end. Oh, we're even now. I mean, boy, but what are you, what chances do you have after that? I mean, it takes all the fun out of the game. I mean, there's no, this is not exciting anymore. It's boring. It's ridiculous. It's just too short now. Too short? What? It's too short. These are the longest <laughs> games in the history of baseball. They're playing, they're they're playing, playing the longest game. games in the history of baseball. The longest games. The average length of game is the longest ever in the history of the game. What are you talking about? 
Uh, Tommy, come on. Come on. Yeah, let's let's just stay home that, and work that, from home forever. That, that, I mean, hey, come hey. on. Let's we're going to the ballpark. So, wait a minute. You're, 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 you're telling me that these are not the longest games in the history of baseball in 150 years? Yeah. I'd be a little more flexible, and this is taking the sportsmanship out of the game. Let, let it be more progressive. Give me the least of the guy. Yeah, you does. know that Give sportsmanship and that whole let's have posi- let's have cap. position players let pitch. Yeah, because we're we're ruining the sport with a bunch well, of position players let's, pitching. Let's That's get, legit competition. We better go get a, a real ninth, a tenth inning guy who just can kill it. Because the tenth inning guy has to be invincible. That's who will win your game. Well, I don't know, man. I'm looking at you, you want to look at batting averages for teams? It's the lowest batting average for teams in the history of the game. Well, well in we the history of setting. the game. Table setting, cleanup guy. What do those words mean anymore? No one's getting on base. You're right. Runners and scoring positions. It's all, you know, it's it, the, the game jeopardizes, it creates jeopardies in sports. When you get a guy on base, you got more. And you knock him in, that's good. But, you know, like I said, you already put a guy at second. You don't even base hit to win the game. We got to put a guy on second because you can't get people on base. Because no one gets on base anymore. Whoa. <laughs> Excuses. It's getting ridiculous, Tony. No, I, 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 I thank you, Rob. I, 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 you know what? I, I'll, I'll go to bat for this rule any day of the week. Because I know the numbers. See, it's amazing when people want to use data and they don't want to use data or data however you say it i'll give you data no one's watching by that point no one's in the stands no one's watching on television no one's listening on radio who are you playing in front of when you're in the 15th and the 16th inning who do you think you're entertaining anymore they're all gone but that's how the game's always been played. I don't care. It's boring. Everybody's gone to sleep. People got to go to work. Kids got to go to school. You're, you're, I mean, who are you playing for? So we're going to ruin our pitching for the next week. So the 1,000 people in the stands and the couple, maybe 100 people watching on television and on radio, we entertain them. That That's called good business. Anybody who has any business sense would tell you that's not good business. It's just not. Especially how much it affects your team going forward. And I love how people want to talk about, oh, the legitimacy of the game. But yet you're throwing position players out there to pitch on a consistent basis now? We now have multiple position players pitching in baseball. Yeah, that's legitimate. What other sport does that? Let's go to, oh, I've waited all night. Bitter Bill and Modesto, where have you been? Oh, hey, Chris, you better start saving your money because you're going to owe me dinner here in about a few months. (laughs) I'll give you directions how to get to Modesto, so don't worry. (laughs) All right, that's fine. My bet is going to last a long time. (laughs) But anyway, I want to talk about this approach the A's offense has. I mean, they'll let one go down the plate, two go down the plate, and they'll, and they'll take a third call strike down the plate. But then they'll throw a ball in the dirt and they'll swing at it. Their approach is terrible. I don't know if you've seen this, but this, look at way too many third call strikes. When I was in Little League, your coach says, strike two, don't let, 
swing at anything. And these guys are not swinging at anything. I'm not going to debate approach in modern day baseball. It's 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 kind of unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it's a choking. That's why we got a bunch of 210, 212, 215 hitters. Also, one other thing, I don't want to bring you down, Lazaro tonight, two-thirds of any, six hits, seven runs. Are you serious? I didn't even look. Yeah. Yes, look. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad. He's lost his confidence. That was my whole thing about if you're trying to get a guy to get his confidence back, Vegas is not the place to go. I mean, that's – I mean – and, and we talked to David Forrest about this earlier today on the general manager show. It's like you can't trust the numbers for hitters and you can't trust the numbers for pitchers. It's just it's a league that's so you're either in the desert, you're in elevation. Nothing, there, there, there is no chance you're going to be good pitching-wise. It's just it's set up. It's set up for failure. Yeah, that's true. But these towns ha- have – you know, they're great towns for baseball. So, from a standpoint of making money, they're not great towns for baseball, the actual sport in between the lines, but they're great for money and making money and for minor league owners. But, I mean, if you're going to Salt Lake and Reno and Vegas, wow. Like, you know, Vegas, really, and you're not going to build a, a, an indoor w- with a roof overhead you're not going to do that for a triple-A ball club, but that's what you need in Vegas, just like you got in Arizona. Yeah, that's true. But, I, oh, Arizona, you ever seen that place? It looks very gloomy. I, I have I have been to multiple games there. Yeah, is it gloomy inside? Is it just No, really it's a, it, you know what? Arizona's ballpark, I don't even know what it's called now. Um, yeah, it doesn't come off great on television, but when you're a fan, when you're there, it's not bad. Okay. And when they uh, and, and I and, and I was there when they opened the roof, so it was, it was actually kind of cool. Okay, one other thing on the new ballpark: how come have the, the Braves moved a few few times? There's a couple other teams that moved stadiums, and the A's haven't moved. They haven't got a new stadium. Now I just don't understand that. Is it the city, the city of Oakland? Is it because that California is very liberal and they don't want to pay for a stadium? You know what they say, Bitter Bill? It's complicated. But you're right. Look how many stadiums the Braves have had. Look how many stadiums the Rangers have had. Yeah. And, the, and these are all new stadiums. Not like they built Mount Davis or they went in and redid Oracle Arena, which you know was called the Coliseum also back in the day. They built actual brand-new facilities. Everything was brand new. These facilities were built in 1966. Well, the Coliseum yeah. was. It was built for a football and baseball. Yeah, and by, and back then, everybody had the, the that kind of ballpark where baseball and football played there. That was all over our country. And then in the 90s, they realized this is not the way to go. But that was in the 90s. This is 2021. I mean, you think about when Camden Yards was built and how everybody followed suit, and here we are in 2021. Yeah. 
and we still went playing in a in a dump where the sewer runs. We got rats all over the place. The other day, I was doing no. my show, and there was this cat in the stands. I was like, "What? What, what was this place like when we weren't here?" Right? The A's only played a sixty game. The A's only played a sixty game schedule last year. What was going on at the Coliseum? What What was living inside the Coliseum during all that time when there was no baseball going on? And did they still have other events at the Coliseum? Like concerts, and not stuff. not not during COVID. No, there was nothing going on. I mean, before before COVID, uh, you have the monster truck and you have the uh, motorbikes, but yeah, they haven't. I can't even remember the last time there was a concert there. And one other thing about our fans, the East Bay fans. You know, we might not draw much, but the East Bay fans are the best fans in the world. You go to a Warriors game, even an A's game, with eight ten thousand people, and they make a lot of noise. The place is rocking, and especially when you're like 300 yards away from the field, 500 yards away from the field, basically, because it's so much foul territory, and they're making a bunch of noise. And we got the best fans in the East Bay. And that's why I don't like talking about attendance, because those are the people who support this show. I want to support the yeah. people who support us. I want to talk to the A's fans. You know, we had the caller earlier tonight who lives in Oakland. I said, what are your neighbors saying? And he goes, they don't care. That's fine. I, I care yeah. about the people who do care. That's all I care about. If you don't care, you're not listening to the show anyway. So why am I going to speak to them if they're not listening? It's bad business. That's true. All righty, Chris. Remember, save your money. Oh, I, I the <laughs> bet is on, my friend. Playoffs or bust. I cannot wait to drive up your credit card. Save your money. Unless we can hit with runners in scoring position, save your money. Bring we that credit card. Make sure you've paid price. off your bills. I don't want. I don't want to be at this dinner and you're like, "Oh, where's where's my wallet? Oh, I left it in Modesto." <laughs> that would never happen. All right, bitter Bill. Let's go to uh, Lester in Fremont. Lester, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, Tony. Thanks for taking the call. No problem. Hey, yeah, I tell you, you know, a lot of subjects and topics to talk about, but uh, Tony, I mean, it's, I mean, I tell you. It, it makes me miss and long for the days of the, the hitters that really meant something. The, the lost art of hitting, I call it, right, from the 80s and 90s, man. I mean, geez, that's the way this new era of baseball is, Tony. It's just, you know, the art of hitting has gone the way of the dodo. You know, they had what a uh, – I, I, saw, I saw a stat today on MLB Network, and the question was – and I'll ask, how old are you, Lester? I'm 45. All right. Shohei Otani is leading the league in home runs as he goes deep again and triples. Who is the last player to lead the league in home runs and triples? I would in home runs and triples? Yeah. In the same year. I can tell you my guess was so off. (laughs) Can I give you a hint? Give me a hint. He's a Boston Red Sox He's a Boston Red Sox player in the 70s. Oh, geez, freaking, uh, freaking, what's his name? He's a big dude. Uh, oh, geez, in the 70s? Oh, you got me. That's that's when I was still a kid. We I'm were all kids at that point. Who that was would a be... hot shot in the 70s for the Red Sox? He was an MVP. He is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That would be the great Jim Rice. 
Hit. I was going to say Jim Rice. I was just thinking Jim. I was like, I forgot his last name. I couldn't believe I forgot it. He hit 46 home runs and had 15 triples. Shohei Otani is looking to be the first guy to do that since 1978. You know, and Otani could hit. Oh. He's not just a power hitter, this guy. I mean, he could actually place the ball, you know, when he wants to. I mean, he, it's just it's so impressive what that guy is doing. It, it, it really is incredible. And I um, the thing that still gets I, I me, to, the thing that still gets me, is how scouts went over there and said, I don't think this guy's going to be able to hit big league pitching. Guy had two more home runs tonight, for God's sakes. I mean, that's pretty amazing. This guy's, a, this, guy, this guy's incredible. I, um, yeah, and I just jump on that tennis thing. I know this, but how, who the heck is going to, I saw that tweet by that random person. Or, I mean, who the heck is going to go in the middle of a work week to get in traffic, to rush the stadium to see a crappy team like the Rangers? I mean, we got smart people that are ace fans in the Bay Area. You know what I mean? Most people are like, you know what? I'm saving what I got to do for the Red Sox on the 4th of July weekend, right? I mean, and, you know, maybe, though, County, if we had a new ballpark, then, you know, if you build it, they will come, right? That's what we're hoping, right? I just – these politicians – I had some callers before, and it's pretty amazing to me, Townie, and I don't want to get too much in depth, but, I mean – you know, the city of Oakland, I mean, they're just so out of touch. I, I mean, they need revenue streams, multiple year-round revenue streams to help pay for the services that they want to fund and hopefully, actually, more importantly, to pay to keep good cops and to improve public safety, right? But they're cutting back because they don't have the money, right? Well, how do you get the money? You build, help the, keep the A's. Redevelop that whole area, Jack London Square, Waterfront District, our terminal, a branch of downtown, and you bring restaurants. People will actually want to go there and hang out, right, year-round. Not just when the A's are playing. There's going to be other events there year-round. You bring in multiple revenue streams. You create jobs that you need for your city. But what's happening, I just read a report that the city came up with this last-minute thing on, on the Alameda County Board of Supervisors. Last minute, when everybody's been negotiating for years, and all of a sudden they brought this about on the Alameda County Board of Supervisors, and now the County Board of Supervisors are saying, oh, wait a second, why did you bring this up in the last minute? Exactly. Why did the city bring something up in the last minute that they're going to need from the county? You know, it's just I, I, these politicians over here in Oakland and the East Bay and Alameda County in general are just completely – off the rockers. I'm going to well, say that right well, now, well, and I'm well, just going to well, leave it at that. Well, how about this? I saw this the other day, and I'm somebody that, you know, worked in San Francisco for well over 20 years. Cron had a piece that said 40% of the people living in San Francisco want out because of quality of yeah. life. You think about San Francisco yeah. as a jewel of a city, right? As one of the great cities in in the world that people want to visit and tourism and everything, forty percent. I mean, according to Cron, yeah. quoting Cron, forty percent of the people living in San Francisco want out. That's crazy. That doesn't surprise doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, think one about and- think about New York City, which has been like the hub of the United States of America. People are fleeing it so fast. 
at numbers. And I was not that long ago in New York, and I, like, think about that. Like, how sad these great cities, people are like, I'm out of here. Get me out of here. Because yeah. it, it's scary to live there. It's just, it's, it's, who knows what the future is going to look like in the next couple of years. Who wants to raise a family in big urban cities like that where crime is becoming prevalent, right? And you got politicians that just don't know what the hell they're doing. Or they do, but they're just way – and I'm not – I tell you, you know, I'm not right or left. I'm a registered independent on this. So I, I see – I lean a little left, of course, but I see things all avenues, right? So, I'm kind of like you. I, I'm a, You know, most people are like us. They're most – most people are in yeah. the middle. Yeah. And, Tony – this guy, the other guy who brought up the point of what moving to San Jose, the other guy, I was like, that, that's, that's out the door. That's out the window. The Giants, you know, they own the territory. They blocked it from getting to San Jose. You know, this is where I feel sorry for the A's. I mean, they were the, actually all, all the teams, the Raiders and the Warriors, that actually are trying to stay in the Bay Area in some way, shape, or form. Not just Oakland. They tried in Fremont. They tried in San Jose. They're, they're trying multiple times in Oakland. And guess what the common, the common denominator is the politicians. Roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And of course, the Giants, because they want to, they want the territory all to themselves. Well, well, well. How about this? So, baseball made the A's stay in Oakland, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was so telling to me is that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, when baseball told Oakland to get it done in Oakland, when they flipped and said, "Start looking elsewhere." I, I yeah. that spoke such volumes to me. That was like, wow, this is the same yeah. entity that told you San Jose is not going to work. You got to make it happen in Oakland. And then now all of a sudden baseball completely went and flipped the script and said, go start looking well, elsewhere. That's when I went, whoa. They, they, yeah, and they probably know because the history of the politicians around here, the common denominator, right? You got to go back and forth. There's stall tactics. They come up with nonsense. And guess what's going to happen, Tony? I, I, I kid you not. You know this probably too. The A's move out of here. The city of Oakland. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, unfortunately, before it gets better in that city. And I feel sorry for the folks that live in that within the city. And even Alameda County. I'm in Alameda County. You know, I mean, I see the politics over here too as well. But um, it, it's going to get worse because they will not have. What they'll do is they'll try and do some half-assed plan that the the A's had. You know, the A's did. They'll try and build some low-income housing around the waterfront, but it's not going to be enough. Right, it's not going to be enough revenue streams. You know, no. nobody's going to want to go there. Yeah, I, I I don't know about that. I just know that I've lived this before with the Raiders. I've I've lived this before with the Warriors, and you know, to watch the NBA and the NFL leave like it was no big deal, and now what we're dealing with with Major League Baseball and. You know, once Major League Baseball said you could go look elsewhere, that's what I went, wow. I mean, man has – I mean, that just shows you right there because everybody thought when that happened that this was just Major League Baseball trying to strong arm. No. Major League Baseball wants to expand. They want to go to 32 yeah. teams, and they can't go to 32 teams. By the way, with the new CBA that's going to be up and they got to renegotiate with the Players Union – they want to expand to 32 teams, but they can't until Oakland and Tampa are taken care of. Yeah. So they're basically yeah. saying, Oakland, you got to give us an answer. If not, we will have another answer somewhere else because this CBA means so much for the future of this sport. 
and they got to get Oakland and Tampa right, whether it's going to be here or somewhere else, so they can expand. Is that Nashville, Charlotte, Montreal, yeah. Portland? I don't know. But let me tell you something. Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NHL, and the NBA, they don't lose. Hey, Tony, I just hope, last thing, from, if they do move to Vegas, I hope it's a retractable roof with real grass. Just give me that, please. <laughs> I don't want well, no, I'll, hey, no I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the most incredible thing that I've ever seen with the Raiders, traveling with the Raiders, is in Arizona at, at, at their uh, at their stadium, the Cardinals, where they roll the grass out so it's in the sun and it only rolls back in for game day and the grass on the field, it's like a fairway. It's like perfect. It's unbelievable. Tony, did you, Tony, did you- – did, have you seen that Texas stadium? That that Texas stadium looks like a warehouse. I mean, it kind of looks cool, but I I just I mean they make a, they make them sound like it's a marvel, but it just looks like a big old warehouse. Uh, when I was there, it was they didn't have the roof up yet, so I I couldn't tell you. I haven't been there yet. I think the, the, the I mean a, a ballpark that looks kind of retractable is a Seattle ballpark. I mean that's kind oh, of a nice Seattle's beautiful retractable yeah. roof ball. Yeah, they could yeah, do they something like right. that if they go to Vegas. But I just hope it's not a full-time dome, whatever it is, with synthetic turf. No, uh, Texas. But, uh, te- Texas is a a retractable roof. Yeah, I just hope. Uh, yeah, we'll. I hope something gets done over here for the for the benefit of the community as a whole in Oakland and in the Alameda County and for the A's fans because yeah, if nothing happens there and they lose their third team, oh. their third professional sports team. I mean, can, not, how can the never politicians look themselves in the eyes? It's never happened before. That's never happened before yeah. in American history. I, Un- I don't know how the politicians could – how could the politicians look themselves in the eyes? Well, you know, you know what? Aren't they doing – I mean, aren't they playing to their voters? Apparently, I, I, supposedly, I don't believe that for one bit. I don't know. I just hope it doesn't happen. Hey, thank you bit. so much for the phone call. I got to tell you, the whole – and the Raiders are doing it now, too. It, it, it's pretty so there's these tracks and you barely notice them right so on game day for the arizona cardinals i haven't been to the raiders new stadium yet so i, I can't speak to it but i've been to multiple times to the arizona cardinals stadium and there's these tracks and so they take the the grass field out and it's in the parking lot because for the arizona cardinals they don't practice there uh, they have their own facility, but on game day, where this where the grass is, they slowly bring into the grass into the stadium, and then that's where all the employees park for game day. It's so efficient, and this grass is so perfect. Like when we were like looked at, you're like, this is the best grass I've ever seen at a sporting event. It looks like a fairway at a golf course. It, it, it's unreal. So they have the grass out in the sun. They water it, and they do everything you do to grass. And then on game day, you know, whether it's the Arizona Cardinals, um, you know, they have the bowl game there, sometimes the national championship. Whatever game they have there, they wheel the thing back in. It's unbelievable. And it's beautiful. So they figured out, because I remember, what was the – it was in Arizona – they tried to have grass full time, and it just does not work. It's got to be able to r- roll out sun, water, and then you roll it back in. 
But, yeah, you got to have a retractable roof. Somebody's going to be in Vegas. Hopefully it's going to be an expansion team. But somebody's going to be in Vegas. All right, tomorrow is a weird start time. It's going to be at 4.15. We're going to have Chris Bassett. We're going to have Bob Melvin. Still got to figure out Bob Melvin for tomorrow. But we'll have Bob Melvin. We're going to have A's total access at 3.15. First pitch is going to be at 4.15. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the A's Club. in 10, 3-2 to the Boston Red Sox. Game one of a three-game set. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on A's Cast. Have a great night. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is a national brand with family-owned prices and service. You can shop at one of their Bay Area locations, and all stores are sanitized and safe. Or you can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland, and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Hey A's fans, summer is finally here, and that means home improvement projects. Still thinking about replacing your old windows? Consider beautiful, energy-efficient windows from Milgard. Let our team of experts help you turn your house into your dream home. Explore the door and window showrooms at Ashby Lumber in Berkeley and Concord today. Use code word AceFan and receive a special discount on your beautiful, energy-efficient windows and patio doors by Milgard at Ashby Lumber. Learn more at ashbylumber.com or visit our stores in Berkeley and Concord. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. If the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that the easiest way for germs to get into your body is the nose. We all know how to wash our hands, but how do you clean your nose? For over 2 million Americans, the answer is Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs that cause congestion, colds, and flu so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Better yet, Navage is all natural and drug-free. That's why one of America's top respiratory hospitals recommends nasal irrigation to stay healthy, explaining that bacteria and viruses thrive in warm and moist environments and that you can wash away those germs so they don't make your nose their home. Experience Navage at zero risk. Go to Navage.com, buy Navage, and use it for a month. If you're not delighted, return it for a full refund. There's nothing to lose and a lifetime of better breathing to gain. Also available at Target, Walgreens, CVS, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. A's fans, there is no better way to stay in touch with the A's and even our players than following us on social media. Just head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social for a full list of our social coverage. From player accounts to Twitter handles and more. Now is the time to stay in touch. Head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social today. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Brantley going back at the track, right to the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. And the A's 
take a one nothing lead. On the run back is Cannon to the wall, jumps at the wall, he's got it! A Joe Rudy type catch against the wall. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast on your device for access to exclusive A's content, including pre and post game for every game. Lariano going back at the track, right to the wall, he's there, and he makes a phenomenal catch! Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.